Okay, we're good to go. Welcome. Welcome to Trash Island. I'm a bit sick this week, but we're not going to let that stop us, are you? You're in your second strepsil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, like 10 minutes ago I had the first one. Yeah. I'm a fiend for strepsils now. I have to straight in the door, I could tell. Mm. I got an aura off you. Right, you guys want to hear it? There we go. That's me sucking on a strepsil. <laughs> <laughs> right in your ear. Right <laughs> anyway, in your ear hole. This is why you guys come here. If it's such great content. Yeah. Okay, this week, it's all about catastrophes. Big old disasters. Yeah, things that happen that are universally bad. Yeah. Absolute um, cock-ups. I have a little game to start. Okay. So, I think people throw around the term catastrophes very flippantly. Mm. And people have different scales. So, I wanted to see what where you're at with what you consider a catastrophe. Okay. And a game I'm calling Catastrophe... Or not a strophe. Catastrophe. <laughs> it looks better written down. <laughs> oh, never mind. You'll see the you'll see the questions then. <laughs> okay. So okay, I'm, I'm gonna or read out some. Astra don't. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Okay. So I'm just gonna read out some situations, uh-huh. and you tell me catastrophe or not. Okay. Okay. So, the catering company didn't send enough vegetarian meals. How many vegetarians are mealless? Seven. Out of no, a catastrophe. Metastrophe. Metastrophe. <laughs> okay, that's good. So I think some people would say this is a catastrophe. No, seven vegetarians isn't a catastrophe. <laughs> well, it was, how many vegetarians? Surely there's enough food that isn't like like there's rice. The caterers yeah, have brought rice. Yeah, they'll have bread. But yeah. you know, people are annoyed. Vegetarians get annoyed when they can only eat bread. Yeah. Seven of them, though, that's not enough. Yeah. Okay. There's situation two. Deadly snakes escape their cages during a children's day at the zoo. Uh. That's a catastrophe. Catastrophe. Yeah, yeah that agree. is. That's, that's like children involved and venomous mm, snakes. Deadly snakes. And anything escaping a cage yeah. is, is definitely up there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, a water tower collapses. Um, <clears throat> where? A rural town in the American Midwest. I say not catastrophe. Yeah. American Midwest, they're... They, that's not like desert land. That's like Arizona. It's not desert, but this water tower I'm picturing on the outskirts of town, still though, the big thing to fall over. Okay, you're, you're pushing me towards catastrophe. I'm, well, maybe I am. I don't want to lead you too much. I would have thought catastrophe. But this is good. This is... We're going to yeah. see where, where, where we're at. I don't think it's a catastrophe. <laughs> but the um, snakes. Does, is, there other, is there other sources of water around? Yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll survive. Yeah. I mean, there's bottled water at the very least. Yeah. Okay, I would say low-level catastrophe, you're saying maybe high, not a catastrophe. Yeah, okay. close, yeah, exactly. We're pretty close. Um, your dog eats a cake at an important family event. Okay, is it a chocolate cake? It <laughs> uh, doesn't matter what it is. Because that'll, kill, it's it. a really that'll nice... kill my dog. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Let's say it's not. Okay. It's just a nice... Is a black forest cat of chocolate? <laughs> I, I think so. He's ruined the big cake that your mom wants to give to your granny on a radiant. It's something we'll have a laugh about. Put and... your mum standing in the kitchen screaming. Ignore. My dad gets like that. Remember, he he broke the table at Christmas. Really? We're like, oh, everything will be all right, Dad. He's like, no, it won't. <laughs> Things won't be all right because of the table. The table is a symbolic of the greater family uh, well-being. Yeah. He's catastrophizing, I think. Yeah. Um, Making a scene. <laughs> uh, rain during a fireworks display. <laughs> Not a catastrophe. Bloody, depending on the... Bloody room, the fireworks. <laughs> depending on the event. 
uh, say it's for New Year's. If it's for me, Granny's 80th, that's a catastrophe. Why would you bring your eight-year-old <laughs> granny, granny, granny to a fireworks display outside? It's because uh, the only you know senses that older people would have. It's big, bright. That's all they have. <laughs> not that's not all they have. Wouldn't that scare them? Probably. Yeah, bring okay, your maybe. dog too. Maybe. Go on. What's what was the uh, fireworks display? Rain at fire. Um, not a catastrophe. No. Okay. Um, a massive fireworks explosion at a fireworks display. That's a catastrophe. I've seen video, videos of those boys. Did you see the video of, uh, it's a Christmas pageant? <laughs> and the teacher lets off fireworks. It's indoors. Oh, no. And all the fireworks start exploding. And all the lights go out. The children's Christmas pageant. It's in, like, Slovakia or somewhere like that. Fired. It's, well, yeah, you would think. You'd hope so. Um, okay, yeah, obviously, big explosion. I was yeah. hoping to bait you into thinking rain would have been. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the last one. Your brand ambassador turned out to be a paedophile. <laughs> Opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> well done. You got the secret, the secret answer to that one. Um, that's probably a catastrophe. Yeah. Has there been any catastrophe. other? Has there been any other big brand things? And this might be why you don't see them so much anymore. Yeah. I'm not sure. I can't think of any. They must have to do with Barry old... Scott. What happened to him? I don't know. Maybe something. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only... I was just trying to think of a brand just ambassador. I just I couldn't think of any. I was excited to think of one. So I... They must do I like intense uh, background research whenever like big companies mm-hmm. who are going to get sponsored like sponsor uh, athletes or people like that. Yeah. They're like, okay, so did you do any murders? Did you do any of these? Did you do any of that? Did you rob any shops? Yeah. And, uh... Did they ask them? Wouldn't they just lie? Yeah. Yes. I mean, no. No, never. No. It's <laughs> like, so, you know, those questions on, uh, if you're ever trying to get a visa, it's like, are you a terrorist? Yeah, no. <laughs> Someone, like, they, they stop people who've scribbled, ticked yes, and then scribbled it out. And they, yeah. <laughs> they're like, okay, those people aren't coming out. Like, this is where we get the terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I bet there's a good reason why that question's on the form, yeah. but it just seems silly. Just a formality, really. I like to think that there's one guy who said yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah to make sure all the, they cover all their bases in terms of the admin. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, imagine just, yeah, like, Jared bloody Fogel. But then he, he, I don't know, he just gave off that five. I guess it's the same thing with Jimmy Savile, but apparently everyone said they, they knew it about Jimmy Savile, but just no one was going to do anything. He's too powerful. Yeah. Surely Subway Jared wasn't that powerful. No. I mean, maybe to a 14-year-old girl, he'd seem powerful. Yeah. But to me or you, he seems like a wimp. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't he look like a wimp? He does. He looks exactly (laughs) like someone who would get caught doing what he did. Yeah. (laughs) I'm surprised Subway didn't do their research. Yeah. You've, you've spat out the strepsil. Yeah, I, I laughed the strepsil out. And I have popped it back into my mouth. Um, right. One of my... This is, uh, I suppose, a bit of a catastrophe, but also just a bit of a, a cool story. Okay. It's called the Emu Wars. Oh, yeah. Of the 1930s. <laughs> so after World War One, there was a lot of uh, ex-soldiers from Australia and Britain who were given land by the Australian government in order to promote farming. Um, so they got a load of subsidies from the government to encourage them to till and fertilise the land and make it useful. 
Um, and didn't all the emus catch wind of this freshly tilled land? <laughs> they, they, they're like, hey, look, those, those, they read the that notice nice. that they're, they're, the government are bringing in people to till the land. They're, yeah. they're reading the newspaper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're like, oh, We're going west. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go gank these guys' land. <laughs> so they just show up because they, yeah, exactly. They see like these other animals are getting fed on these farms and stuff like that. So they go over and, uh, and start wrecking absolute havoc of this land. Um, so all the farmers get pissed off and they go to the Australian government and the Minister for Defence happily approves a plan to sh- shoot, up, shoot up the emus. Um, because a lot of these farmers were ex-soldiers. So they picked, I think, two of the farmers and then there was one guy who was chosen to be like the leader. So it was three soldiers and they went with 10,000 rounds of ammo. Versus how many emus? Versus, well, th- I don't even know because the like desktop at the end... Emus, right? I think, th- no, thousands and thousands and thousands of emus. What? So That's not enough bullets to kill them all. But like, so on, on 2nd of November, anyway, 2nd of November, 1932, they have the first attempt. Um, the emus kept scattering after they heard the gunshots, and only 12 emus were killed. Okay, that's good. They're smart there straight away. Like, yeah. what's going on? Okay. I'm going to back off and figure they, this out. They're getting a test for it. Um, 4th of November, round 2, they plan an ambush on a thousand emus near a local dam. They ambush <laughs> So they figured out there's all these They emus. cut off the emu supply line. <laughs> and Gathering down at the pub, the emu pub at the dam. <laughs> that's where we'll get them. Um... But again, they killed only 12 because they're allocated, they had a mounted gun and it jammed and the rest of the emus scattered off. So again, only another 12 on this day. And over the coming days, they started to notice that packs of scattered emus were forming and each of them would have an alpha emu <laughs> that was really tall and would keep watch while all the other emus, you know, eat away at the land and, and the... The general food. emus. The general, yeah. Emu generals. <laughs> so there would be this one like, really stout alpha emu and they were noticing, yeah, so like all these changes in the way emus behaved and stuff like that. And uh, so eventually um, the soldiers uh, were able, they, they realized like emus were pretty quick as well. Oh, yeah. You've got to get up pretty close to actually shoot one and kill it. Don't shoot you can see the whites of its beak. Exactly, because if you're far away, it's just going to, they can turn, they're really agile. They and can turn like, and emus escape. are basically like ostriches, right? They like they have look, that body type. I think they look yeah, they look almost two exactly legs, the same. One run real fast. Yeah. Bit smaller though. Real agile. We have two legs as well and we're pretty like good at turning and Yeah, stuff that's like it. That. So we're evenly matched with the emus. Exactly. Maybe even a point to the, the emus. The bullets, they just couldn't catch them. So those they, bullets were designed for humans. <laughs> exactly, not emus. They needed to get their <laughs> emu ammo. Emu ammo. <laughs> so the emus are like that's doing the matrix app. all over the place. Yeah. So anyway, Six days of work, three soldiers, 2,500 rounds of ammo used, and the estimated death toll was around 50. So the Minister for Defence is like, guys, you're getting nothing done. I'm withdrawing the military intervention. Um, But then what happens is there's a second (laughs) big push because there was a big old drought and the farmers were getting pissed off. Look, these emus are eating up all of our, you know, scarce, yeah, stuff. It's probably fun to go shoot at emus anyway. Yeah, so that's what the Minister for Defence said. You know what? We'll bring it back again. Because not only is it going to be like, kill off these emus and be good for the land, it's good target practice. So it is almost like, yeah, it's good fun for these these three lads. They're probably loving the emu war. (laughs) Yeah, they're absolutely loving it. But it sounds like it's getting to the general's head at this stage. Uh-huh. You know, as he think, like, he, he, it's gotten to his head that the emus are beating him, <laughs> I think. 
Um, but what happens is on 13th of November 1932, the same three soldiers head back out, and this tour was a big success. Or so it was reported by Meredith, who was the, the sergeant, the guy leading. You the, can't the trust Meredith. Meredith has, yeah, like, I think he's, he's lost a lot of sleep about these emus, so he's just lying in these reports that he said he's. Fake news. Exactly. Um, so from November to December, the total death toll was around 900. With an average of ten rounds per kill per emu, so they well, that's not good. That's not a great hit ratio. Um, so the military intervention ceased, but the war waged on. In absence of government what? involvement, a bounty system took over after 1932, oh. where farmers placed prices on emus' heads. They always caused the animal being hunted to increase in population. The bounties? Yeah, you yeah. know what the cobra effect. This no. is exactly what the cobra effect. Oh, really? What is that? In India, uh, when the bricks were occupying it, I'm like, fucking cobras, lads. How are you guys putting up with the cobras? Yeah. Look, there's bounty on cobras. Kill cobras. Right. So people be like, oh, good money. I'm whacking these snakes. <laughs> so they start breeding snakes and whacking them and then turning them into, uh, <laughs> turning them into the government. Oh, no way. And this... Meredith would be so pissed off to hear that news. <laughs> yeah, those demons get smuggled in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I guess at the end of the day... Um, is this the future Meredith wanted? <laughs> how, well, like today, how does it stand? Are there emus around? Um, there's still a lot of emus around, but I don't think they're... Is Meredith around? No, so this is actually how it ended. So they decided in the 1940s that there was this, like, special... Some guy came up with, like, a, a fence that would basically just keep them out, and they just put those in place. <laughs> Why, I, I why, a, <laughs> why did they think of that sooner? Because Meredith, man, he, he went power hungry. He went power hungry. Always about military attention. Yeah. I imagine Meredith just like turned into an alcoholic after that. Just <laughs> constantly seeing emus in his... It's his white whale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I guess that was a bit of a disaster in terms of... Uh, he never really beat the... It's, it's about Meredith. Yeah. You know, it's his disaster. Emus, like, they're the one animal who's got us. Yeah. We've... Firmly whacked the rest of them. If it was a war of guns, <coughs> humans with guns against emus, I think it's clear who'd win. Well, I think it might be a bit different if the emus were trying to protect the farm and we were attacking it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> emus couldn't do shit. <laughs> it's napalm bomb here. <laughs> but they did. They beat us soundly there. Yeah, we gotta give it to them. One nil. But nail the emus. Oh no, I switched to the wrong document. I've got an old disaster. You ever hear about the Great Molasses Flood? No. <laughs> yeah, you know the what? The Great or the Greek? Um, I'm calling it the Great. <laughs> oh, I opened the wrong document again. <laughs> uh, shit. Okay, so as in Boston, there's this big uh, container of molasses, which yeah. is like a uh, treacle. Right. That was being used for. Uh, Rum. Does it taste of any like like? Can you have a spoonful of molasses? In... Uh, it's like it's basically golden syrup. Okay. It's just like so, refined sugar that they did. And, and they so had could it... you put it on your pancake? Molasses on pancake? Probably. Yeah, you could. And I think they do. Okay. It's just like an American thing. Yeah. It, but it's, it's like treacle. Okay. Okay. If you know, uh, it's like a little too too much Quite flavor thick. to okay. just use by itself. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you might if you're it's a base. In, into that. You know? It's a base. Um. Yeah, the Great Molasses Flood. It happened in 1919 in Boston. And, yeah, two million gallons of molasses came out of this big container and oh. flooded through the streets. Oh, sticky! two-story high tidal wave of molasses coming out. It's, oh, going about 30, it's going about 35 miles an hour. What a mess. So I was like, oh, shit. 
and he'd run and you couldn't you you you'd get caught. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a terrifying thing to run from. And you know, the thing about molasses is uh, it's usually quite sticky, mm. but like the force of the rupture in the tank made it flow. Okay. But then it was winter, and as it went, it started to solidify. No way. So did it, it splashed out real fast. In like mid air. Not mid air. No, it rolled down a couple of blocks. Okay. And catching people up in it, and then it solidified. So people were stuck. So people were fucking stuck in molasses. <laughs> Twenty-one people died. No way. Yeah, they like people. Uh, they like could, they could see horses stuck in it, and they're like, ah, gonna have to shoot the. They just, they just shoot the horse, and they can't get him out of there. Jeez. Like what and a like, mess. You That's definitely. What the first thing you think is, couldn't you eat your way out? <laughs> None of it's. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think so. This is cold. There's a, a there's like a little kid who like got bowled away by the molasses, like. Witness count said he rode the molasses like like he was surfing. <laughs> and he was like, what a legend! But and he flung out from beyond where it stopped. Yeah, and he was just like, fuck, passed out. But he's all right. How close was, was that? Like, Whoa, you surfed the molasses. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, people were. They had like a survivor hunt going for like four days. Yeah, where they have to call it. And they're like getting people out who are like totally encased in molasses and That's like crazy. Like, it's like, like the figured then. You know those little like mosquitoes you see in the amber. Yeah, it's like Jurassic Park. Yeah, <laughs> they could probably still be alive if if they were fully submerged in the molasses. Yeah, you, that's probably like cryogenically okay. Yeah, but yeah, we'll have to get our bring them back to life. <laughs> yeah, just we'll splash some water on them. Yeah, Kira. put them on a pancake. Ask Kira, if Kira's listening to this. Yeah, super science question for Kira. <laughs> Is that possible? Be to be molasses resuscitation. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, there's like some people got swept into the harbor, which was brown for a year after molasses. <laughs> Just slowly. And they didn't find these people. For I bet all the fish died in the. Probably. The, or they all got all diabetes or something. <laughs> yeah, fat fish. <laughs> so I was thinking that'd be a good time to get rid of someone because they didn't find these molasses bodies for like four months. The ones that washed in the harbor. Oh really? If you had just done a murder, just get a barrel of molasses in your gaff and put someone in the molasses. <laughs> dump <laughs> them in the ocean. <laughs> oh, another molasses victim. <laughs> Say loads of people checked off some of their to do lists after that molasses flood. Yeah. And uh, people still claim that on a hot sunny day you can smell the molasses. Oh dear, and hear the voices. It's so sweet, but it's so painful. (laughs) It's like love. (laughs) Uh, I've got a short but sweet disaster for you. Coca Cola used to have the slogan Coke adds life. Uh, and when they ran this slogan in China, it mistranslated to Coke brings your ancestors back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> a bold claim. Yeah. <laughs> so was their outrage. Uh, a bit of outrage. Well, they just had to change it at the end of the day. They're like, oh, we didn't really realise. But I wonder if there were how many How's that? People... They would have had... They didn't... Tell me it didn't have a Chinese person working for them that they could ask. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. But this, this was... This sounded like it was in the 60s or 70s, I think. Probably from, didn't have a Chinese yeah. person. <laughs> or, um, or had like a someone there working with over there. <laughs> there must have been some eyes that this passed by. Like, yeah, that's fine. I guess not. Maybe they're like, maybe it does. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I want to know. Is You'd it, be so disappointed. Is how many people in China bought it thinking that uh, it would. And how would they have used it? Yeah, Just I don't drink know. It? Do you want to bring someone back from the. I, I would have thought drink it and the. I'd say there's a demand. There's a, in a country of a lot of people, there's a demand there probably for a bit is. of old necromancing. Well, like kissing someone's neck. 
Is that necrophilia? Necromancing. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's clever. Yeah, thanks. I read it online. <laughs> um, another funny wording error. You remember Susan Boyle? Oh, yeah. Who She's could forget? The uh, terribly bizarre, shy singer from... Never Been Kissed, X Factor star. Yeah. I, I know, I, I have a bit of sympathy. I feel bad You've kissed her. her. I, I have given her a kiss. I, has she since gotten a kiss? I think there was some show where she got a kiss. They made a show out of it. Oh, that's not, that's not on. <laughs> she <laughs> was quite a sweet, kiss. sincere person lovely, who was a very, very good innocent, singer. Yeah. But uh, so she has her album, that, her debut album that comes out, and her PR team used the hashtag <laughs> Susan Album Party, which uh, if, you put, if you put those words together in a hashtag, it reads Sue's Anal Bum Party. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that was a bit of a mess. Was that was that a catastrophe or a no catastrophe? That was a PR catastrophe. <laughs> yeah. Just like it's not a PR catastrophe. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. That's great. Um, Did you see that fire festival documentary? Uh no, I watched an internet historian thing about it. Oh man, okay, that was a catastrophe. Yeah, fucking who was it? Is Jairo? Him, him and Ja Rule. Ja Rule. And they just had these massive plans to have this party. Like fire festival yeah. where it's just going to be on like, this be- what they said like beautiful tropical island beautiful. so yeah it started off on a beautiful tropical island and then what happened that that tropical island was owned by like Pablo some guy related to it's like Pablo's Pablo old island yeah so yeah exactly John McAfee was probably knocking about somewhere <laughs> yeah another great documentary <laughs> but uh so they add, they they put out a load of uh, publicity saying they hired like the supermodels they hired all these supermodels and the guys who owned the island the Pablo Escobar guys were like, hey, in any of your, like, promotion, you cannot mention Pablo Escobar or, like, that this island has anything to do with him. And then, <laughs> doesn't he post a tweet saying, uh, yeah, it's on Pablo Escobar's island that we're going to have this party? <laughs> and then straight away, they're like, you can't be on this island anymore. So they end up having to be, like... Go to the B island. This, no, this ter- it's not even an island. It's, like, a beach kind of... It's not inhabited. No. It's, like, a... Sp- bit of land just popping out from the ocean in it, uh, and they had like the tents that they had they were promised all this like five star camping and stuff like that and the tents were refugee like hurricane tents and stuff like that it was a very Ryanair experience well it's funny though is because like the tickets were really expensive like thousands and they're all like really rich spoiled kids who were going to it yeah. so I, I, I anyway didn't have much of it, <laughs> yeah so like, it's a great it's a win win for us I was us. like ha <laughs> yeah <laughs> spent $10,000 on a ticket <laughs> that's the good thing about the documentary is you can laugh at them and also at the guys who organised yeah it's great it's laughing it's all around for, exactly <laughs> Uh, weren't they like fighting over sandwiches and stuff yeah there was uh, they they got stuck there for days because there was no flights back from this remote little random place because of course there wasn't Um, and apparently it was like cheese sandwiches for for food and no axe turned up yeah no Blink-182 didn't play yeah it was a bit of a mess hilarious yeah Um, here's, here's one for you go on uh, this is a little similar to the molasses one, but this is my last one about a certain commodity flooding an area. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a London beer flood. Yeah. Uh, in 18, 1814, so long before the molasses flood. Yeah. Uh, so there's a big beer vat in Tottenham Court. <laughs> Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, uh, you hang in out central there. London. Yeah. You were born in Tottenham Court. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll like this. In this beer factory. So a big beer vat exploded, oh, and yeah. it like, caused a chain reaction and exploded more beer vats somehow. Okay. And yeah, it caused a big tidal wave of beer <laughs> to yeah. go through the streets. Did people go drinking it? Uh, I think they did afterwards, but the initial... No, I think there's a whiskey flood <laughs> that happened then. But uh, yeah, now the beer killed, like... It was almost, almost cartoonish. Like, there was, like, a wake going on. And you can picture, like... It's like something out of The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the beer floated the wake and killed, like, five people. Out. Did it kill people? Oh, yeah, it killed people. <coughs> and, like, there's some people, like, poor people who live in the area, except in basements. That's like, great. That's which a lot flooded of beer. With beer. To flood that There's over a million uh, litres. That is insane. Uh, yeah. Um, so, it was 1848. A lot of people died. Yeah. from the beer a lot of people uh, became alcoholics so but the brewery uh, and the courts found that the, the, the beer vat exploding they mm. weren't liable for them as it was an act of God uh. so there was no safety reform or anything like that or <laughs> compensation paid by the company yeah. and on top of that the courts also <laughs> ruled that the company uh, could get the tax that they'd already paid on the beer vat <laughs> so, this happened again a real, a real happy ending <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, that's good. Unconfirmed. People probably were sloshing some up from the street. Definitely. <laughs> Just scooping it up, bringing out the. I would. What, what, wait, when was this? Eighteen fourteen. They probably had those like metal. They have a pail. A pail. Just <laughs> yeah. it up in the pail. Yeah, yeah. Jack and Jill came down from the hill. They went up, <laughs> and they get it in their pail. <laughs> um, I've got a beer-related disaster. Oh. In 1974, there's a team called the Cleveland Indians who are playing the Texas Rangers in Cleveland. Ooh. Uh, Cleveland has been having some issues getting fans to fill the seats as of recent because oh yeah, yeah the team's a bit shit. You know they're not doing well. So they get seat fillers. So the, no, they they have this idea to fill the seats. Um, they say, how about we offer beer for ten cent a pop, <laughs> but we'll limit it to to six beers per customer. To be responsible. To be responsible. Six beers is generous for two. Six beers is generous, but then you've also got to realize that uh, people bring beer in. Maybe that as well, but also you're bringing your kid, maybe, or you're bringing someone else who's not drinking all their six beers. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people basically who've had. It's a lot an of exploitable more. system. Yeah, exactly. You have to remember that some, has he come up five or six times? Yeah, no, you know? I don't even know. Maybe it was like tokens a, or something. Yeah, but you'd you'd find tokens hey, or someone would be tokens. selling tokens. Oh yeah, yeah they left the tokens on guard. Yeah, loads of ways. <laughs> so um, within the first inning. People are throwing fucking bottles. And that's like that's like twenty minutes or something. Yeah, <laughs> chairs and stuff. Everyone is hammered. Throwing, but like the seats are filled. The whole state it's worked. Um, but everyone's throwing stuff onto the pitch. And then a Cleveland Indians fan runs onto the pitch and tries to steal one of the Texas Rangers players' hats. Um, but then the Texas Rangers players thinks thinks. It's gonna. It's an attack on the on. So the ones who are sitting in the dugout, yeah, are looking at this happen, and they're like, "Oh God, our players getting attacked." They all sprint onto the pitch. Oh dear! And a bit of a brawl ensues. So when the Texas Rangers your... sprint uh, players sprint onto the pitch, all of the fans, the Cleveland Indians fans, run onto the pitch. Some of them have like <laughs> knives and chains and oh, like what? chairs. Yeah, and there's like a big old brawl that breaks out. Who with brings the, a knife to ten cent beer night? I don't know. Cleveland people in 1974. <laughs> But uh, so then the Cleveland Indians players have to run onto the pitch and start batting off their own fans <laughs> to let the Texas Rangers players have a chance of getting out. Do you know what would be a big dick move by the Cleveland players? <laughs> just keep playing, scoring loads of points. We win. <laughs> imagine those footballers go for the goal, just kick the ball in loads of times. We just scored twenty goals. <laughs> and they're all right. 
That would be good. Because they've been losing a lot of games as well. Terrific. Be the perfect. <laughs> go, 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 They're go, changing go. the numbers on the scoreboard. <laughs> no one will notice. But, uh, so after all of this happened, the Cleveland manager blamed the umpire for failing to control the game. Ah, <laughs> uh, another happy ending. <laughs> yeah. uh, but was that the end of Tencent Beer Night? One week later, they did it again, but this time, <laughs> learning from their mistakes, they limited it to two beers per person. Did the same thing happen? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I didn't... People were probably a bit ashamed of themselves. <laughs> yeah, just having their two sorrowful beers. Yeah, right. Shame yeah, beers. okay. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> it's we two, we two did beers. get a bit out of hand there. <laughs> yeah, two beers and a finger wagging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love a beer. They learned their lesson, though. How much do you pay for a beer? How much would I pay? Would you pay 10 cents? I'd pay 10 cents for a beer. Really? Happily. <laughs> In this climate? How much would you beg for it? Oh. <laughs> Please, can I have a beer? What's a 10 cent beer? Beg. Oh, beer. please. <laughs> Bigger, though. Bigger was a beer. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that's your change you get back. Okay, <laughs> yeah. uh, do you want to... I have one that I want to do a disclaimer before. Go on. And maybe a bit of a warning. Uh, so quite nasty things happen in this disaster. Yeah. Um, however, I think it, it all happened with this irony that I think is has a lot of dark humour to it. You're going to give it a light-hearted twist. So I might poke a little fun at it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's okay. How long ago was it? Uh, almost 100 years. 1920. <sighs> Jokes galore. Okay. So this is called the, the Gillingham Fire Fair Disaster. Uh-huh. So, it's in Kent, in England. Mm-hmm. You love Kent. Good old Kent, down yeah. south. So, I've fire been there as well. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> a mobile burst. It came out a little bit in <laughs> uh, So, the fire department in Kent, they love like to do this little festival where they set up like a fire demonstration. Right. Every year. So, they build a fake house and like stage a fire. Yeah. And then they like show how their fire fighting techniques work. Everyone loves it. It's a big day out for the village. Yeah. And we out. There's a spectacle. We had a clap. <laughs> I bet there was bunting. <laughs> There'd be bunting. Maybe a, 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 a raffle. Yeah, <laughs> a village fake, you know. <laughs> Morris dancing. Yeah. This already sounds like it's going to go awry quickly. Yeah. So, the house they build is like, they build it also, it's very flammable because at the end of the day, they burn it. Yeah. And show how their houses work. So, yeah. they build a three story high, 40 foot kind of like wood and flammable wood. material house oh. and like and and like it's pretty it's a pretty elaborate staging because they're staging what is it it's either a wedding or a funeral they're, sta- uh, yeah, they're staging a wedding yeah. and they have people from the town are like participating in this this pantomime they're putting on yeah and there's and what was it six men and nine boys are sitting up on the third floor top floor okay and they're participating in they're going to be fake rescued from the fire. Okay. Because they're like, right, this first will show you what a smoke fire is like. And they, <laughs> they let off, like, they're supposed to let off smoke bombs. Okay. And like, first light the smoke fire, then we light the real fire. <laughs> but someone got that mixed up. Oh, no. <laughs> and someone lit the real fire first. Jesus. And of course, uh, the young boys, aged 8 to 14, and the six men were all screaming, like, ah, help, help. And everyone was like, oh, a good show. Oh, oh, clapping and stuff. Great the special effects are great this year because, yeah. like, some of them were jumping off the building and dying. Yeah, <laughs> and they all burned to death. Oh, dear. The firefighters had it out in like two or three minutes. Yeah, but it was a really quick burn. 
because didn't, didn't matter by that stage, right? <laughs> yeah, so there was two lads left alive out of the the, two, the the fifteen of them. Yeah, and they were rushed to a hospital, which this whole event was raising money for. Okay, and then they died in the hospital. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> What a catastrophe. Isn't that ironic, that is though? A, that they're raising money for this hospital. I think that's the biggest... And they send people on the, to the hospital. Based on the irony and the actual deaths and the circumstances, that's the biggest catastrophe of the evening. Yeah. And wouldn't you feel terrible, like, cheering yeah. as you watch these you wouldn't know. burn to death? It reminds me of, uh, do you know Tommy Cooper? Uh, no. He's this old-school English comedian. All right. He did, he did real, like... Uh, Prop comedy kind of. It was funny, but it was very wholesome. The vaudeville show, yeah. Queen's special <laughs> yeah. show, he'd do. stuff like that. He's very silly. Yeah, yeah. But he was on stage when he died, and uh, he cut like his like it, it almost fit into his whole bit. Oh, yeah. He just he literally just collapsed on stage while he was like mid sentence, and that was him dead. Um, but everyone was like, yeah. it was such a surreal like. Ah, probably a good way to go out. That's yeah. That's what they For say. For a comedian, I think. yeah. Yeah, but not for those kids up in that. No, no. <laughs> the fake fire. Yeah. <laughs> this was my dream. Uh, imagine being the guy who Messed set the up. wrong fire. You, yeah, I wonder what happened to him. <laughs> he's, he's now president <laughs> of what, yeah, fires. Wh- when was this again? 1920. So he's probably dead. Yeah. Of shame. But if he's alive, I hope he doesn't sleep well. Yeah, probably doesn't. Well, no, to be fair, it's an innocent mistake. Sorry, mate, you can sleep well if you're listening. Yeah, I'll let him sleep well. He's probably dead. But if you're dead, you're sleeping well already. <laughs> okay, uh, speaking of sleeping well, some of you might want a nap break so you can sleep well nap right break. about now. Even though we'll huh? come back right after 30 seconds. How's that? No, no, but no, that, that's just an opportunity for pause. people to pause yeah, and that's true. make a sandwich. Pause, make yourself a cup of tea. Although I usually listen to stuff when I do that. Yeah, that's when I put it on. But anyway... Sure, we'll see you in a bit. Right. Jedu takhle tábořit, škodou stona oravu, spěchám proto riskuji, projíždím přes moravu, řádí tamto strašidlo, vystupuje z bážin, žere hlavně pražáky, jmenuje se Jožin. Jožin z bážin, močálem se plíží, Okay, hey, we're back. It's been so long. Wow, what a break we had. (laughs) Um, Okay, you got one? You said you were feeling red. This one was very recent, so... uh, Ooh. I don't know if That's that's touchy. This is in the past three days. What? Okay. uh, So, Cardiff City are a, a football team in the Premier League. And they're not very big. They're not. They don't win a lot. They're not. They're not a great big team. Right. So they have trouble attracting good quality players. Oh yeah. And right. there's no draft system or anything like. No, no. Or... So it's basically a battle of like who has the most finances and who has the most draw oh, yeah. as a team. And so it's tough for them. So they've been having a pretty rough winter. So right now it's the transfer window. Okay. And they're not having much luck in it. Like they're coming up to the table with coupons. Yeah, and no one's really selling them any good players. In fact, there's a they were supposed to get this player, but then in the last minute, like it pulled out. The it the player pulled it's out. It pulled out. Or the whole deal fell through. The players are a commodity. You <laughs> yeah, yeah. Entertain me. Put the ball in the net. Um, and 
doesn't he so the guy Neil Warnock the manager of the team he, mm-hmm. he goes and, and says oh, I'm getting real pissed off with the winter transfer window it's like it's an absolute mess um, and he says this like a, a week or two ago recently anyway they successfully signed this player Emiliano Salah oh no is this the guy who went missing on the plane? He's the guy, and he's gone missing on a plane. <laughs> oh no! He's he's basically <laughs> deemed dead. Plane crashed, isn't it? Yeah, and he there's some creepy sounding WhatsApp message going around where he he's, he just sounds really calm and he's. Did he say like I'm not sure about this plane or something? Yeah, he expresses his uh, concern about this plane. The shot, yeah, it's like Eesh. rickety and he said it was falling apart and stuff like that. But I think he he does sound like he's joking a bit. Because I guess you wouldn't, when you're up there, like... You'd have like, to convince yourself you'd be fine. Yeah. Wouldn't, or, or else you'd be freaking out. Yeah, but, uh... So it's a, you know, obviously it's a tragedy. Yeah. But it's... Cardiff are pretty pissed off. <laughs> <they're playing. laughs> Damn it. Yeah. They're, 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 yeah. yeah. They'd be annoyed. We'll get that laugh. <laughs> it's a bit too fresh. <laughs> oh, these people aren't human to us. Um, there's another one I have. Freddo bars cost forty cents. That is a catastrophe. They used to be twenty cents. Yeah. <laughs> absolute mess. Was that all that's there? <laughs> yeah, that's the beginning and end of that. Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you. Uh, since we're on snack catastrophes, yeah. Um, remember Milky Bar Chunkies? Chunkies? Milky Bar Chunkies, seventy no, cents a bar. Yeah. Or they'd be the same price as a Mars bar, but they'd be real chunk, like a dairy milk, but Milky Way chocolate. Okay. Can't get them anymore. You can now get the Milky Bars you could get for 20 cents for the same price. Bullshit. Which Look. which Milky Bars are those? Oh, they're just the regular tin ones. Oh, yeah. They've replaced the Milky Bar Chunky. Are those the Crispy Roll ones? No. I like those. Do they have those? I, I don't <laughs> they think, don't have them anymore. I don't think I'm thinking about the same thing. Milky Bar Chunky. It's like a dairy milk, but Milky Bar chocolate. Okay. White chocolate. I love them. And they're gone? I'm devastated. I hate when And they're replaced with insulting replacement. I hate when that happens. Yeah. When a snacky love just disappears. Sometimes they change up their packaging or something. Yeah. I used to love fruit winders. Oh, were they the things that would roll out? Roll out and it was just yeah. basically like gummy kind of... Yeah, stuff. I liked them too. They were good. Weren't good for you. they're sort of a toy as well as a sleep. <laughs> yeah, they're little comic strips on the, the roll-up. Yeah, thing. yeah. I used to get them in my lunchbox. Yeah. Great lunchbox snack. Yeah, absolutely. 90s kids. Because you need your lunch and a little treat mm. at that age. Exactly. Or else you're not happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got one. Genghis Khan killed 40 million people. Um, and that was 10% of the world's population at the time. Nice. But it was over the span of like... His whole life? Yeah. Um, and sort of indirectly did it all as well. Yeah. But apparently 0.5% of people are related to Genghis Khan. I heard that. Cause he sowed his seed so much. Exactly. 11 kids he had. But I think like any ancient figure probably has a big stat like that just because they've, yeah, they've, seen, they've, they've had more trees like it yeah. gets exponentially bigger every generation you exactly go. yeah so some and you, still a you good would, fact he would like it's, it's like meredith as well he would say or well, like oh yeah i killed 40 million people and yeah i had this many kids and all that yeah i think he's got a bit of a he's lying a problem downstairs Oh, you're right. <laughs> he's a small willy. He's, yeah, he's covering it by claiming to <laughs> be related to 5%. Of, yeah. It's like a really big lie. <laughs> he, he killed no one. It was just like this really... He was in this really remote village and then some guys came up to him and they were like, oh, hey, are you the leader here? And he's like, yeah, and I killed 40 million yeah, people. Yeah, I killed everyone. Everybody. I killed everyone around here. <laughs> and these are all my children. 
<laughs> like, just pointing at Randall. <laughs> they can't hear him. They're like, what? He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> but then those guys wrote the history books. <laughs> Damn them. <laughs> um, do you want to do that personal catastrophe? Oh, yeah. So it's a, a person. An anonymous a, source. An anonymous source. Um, so this guy. I'm going to tell it basically as if I, because I copied and pasted it into my notes. Oh, nice. From uh, first person perspective. From the horse's mouth. So you're really going to get a feel, feel like what it would have been like to be in his skin in this scenario. Okay. So I used to work in a Weatherspoons as a second job as a kitchen porter. And uh, one of my shifts was a kitchen close on Monday night. I usually finish at 2 a.m. But on this particular night, there was a health inspection going on the next day. So I finished at 3 a.m. after starting that day at 9 a.m. So that's 18 hours of uh, work I've been doing. Wow. Anyways, I'm tired, I'm cranky, and I just need to go to bed before I was up at 7.45 for my normal day job. Tuesday. (laughs) such a grim situation. (laughs) Yeah. He's doing two jobs, or I'm doing two jobs. You're doing two jobs. I'm still staying in character. Um, That's pretty much all you're doing as well. Yeah. two jobs. (laughs) Um, So on the Tuesday we finish up and I'm having a smoke with the other porters walking down the road only to realise that I left my house key in the fucking cloakroom of Weatherspoons (laughs) and wasn't it shut. So I couldn't get back into the kitchen and I couldn't wake up my landlady who lived in another house. So I broke into the back garden of my house and noticed that one of the OAPs had left their window open and the TV was on. So I'm just there. Throwing stones. <laughs> I might do a side note here about the house he lived in. Yeah. So this guy, he lived in a house. He was just there for the summer working. So he's got all any old accommodation. Yeah. He ended up in like a halfway house for divorced men. <laughs> basically, it was like everyone rents just a room in this like quite yeah. manor house style thing. Like but they're all like had locks. they're all like lonely, broken men though. A lot of them were like old and senile. He just had no one. He described that as a, the house of lost souls. <laughs> There's one of them who'd be up in the middle of the night just banging doors for no reason. <laughs> That's a, such a lost soul thing to do. Yeah, but yeah, so you see, you see, you see one of these OAPs. <laughs> so he's left the window open and the TV was on and I'm throwing stones through the window. Um, but I'm hearing that he's snoring and he's fast asleep. <laughs> Nothing's going to wake him up. So I think, fuck. I decide to lie in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get an hour or two of sleep before my day job. And then what happens? <laughs> a load of foxes start appearing in the garden and they circle me. <laughs> so I have to start fending, up, fending them off and defending myself in some branch that I find in the middle of the garden. <laughs> About half an hour later, I get them to leave finally and realise that uh, one of the bathroom windows is slightly ajar, meaning that I could open it because um, it's on the second floor bathroom. So I start to scale my house, jump onto a, a pipe, basically, jump onto the top of the shed, and my foot goes completely through the roof. But I just keep going because I'm too tired at this stage. I left the roof in absolute tatters. Didn't tell anyone. Um, but I got into the house, at which point I can't even get into my room because it's locked. So I just sleep on the landing for maybe an hour. Weatherspoons opens at 6.30. I walk down the main street at 6.15, get my key, go back up to work. Um, finish my day at 5.30pm after working 18 hours the day before. <laughs> so what an adventure our friend yeah, that's so grim. Our, this anonymous source went through. Um, I don't, the, the foxes, fending, the foxes is the best off. bit. 
<laughs> oh man, I should be safe a, now. That really must have kept it, woken him up. Pure survival instinct. Like, if I sleep that. here, you foxes are going to eat me. <laughs> yeah. Like, how else could you... I couldn't scale into a bathroom window and bring a floor up. Yeah. Like, it's on the second floor. Until, until you get surrounded by foxes. Yeah, then I, I probably could that. And having to... That, that, like, having to defend yourself against an animal like a fox is big old teeth and claws. Yeah, may have. He's sharp. Rabies. He's a sharp animal. Like. It's a very sharp animal. I reckon, Small, I, but sharp. I reckon I could do it with a big stick. If it was one fox, you could probably kick it. He's been like back, back. Yeah, <laughs> with it, with multiple foxes circling you, you yeah, you need to get a brown. If I had a choice, I'd want like an old timey torch. I'd to wave it. it at them just to make that noise and go back, back. <laughs> like they're wolves or something. Do you think if you shined it in their eyes, they'd go like? No, oh. I just like the idea of waving a torch around. <laughs> Reminds me of Lord of the Rings and Aragorn. See what I'm oh, that kind of a torch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a no, 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 no. <laughs> the old timey torch, like an on fire torch. Back. Back. <laughs> and yeah. the sparks flying yeah. everywhere. You ever like put a stick in a fire? Yeah, and, and then, like it has embers, and you swirl it around. It's yeah. like a laser show. <laughs> nice, that's cool. Yeah, I remember in Boy Scouts we once do you know those glow sticks you can get yeah we once cracked one of those open threw it in the bloody <laughs> fire no, no covered ourselves with it and you oh. just like run through the forest in your boxes and you just feel like a glow in the dark it was so funny like a was this walking or high like Austria Austria <laughs> <laughs> probably warm enough though yeah in the summer yeah, <laughs> uh, <sighs> yeah what is it about scouts and getting naked and running around <laughs> I don't know man it's in our blood <laughs> it's in our butt um, I've got some app ideas. Uh, I've got one more oh, catastrophe. Go on. catastrophe. This one's a fun one. Yeah, let's go. It's the I can't pronounce this, but Alco Centre Prison Escape. Ooh, it was like this maximum security prison in uh, Portugal in the seventies. Okay, and uh, 124 of their prisoners escaped one night, and that was half of all their prisoners. And they uh, was there like a <laughs> hole in the wall? <laughs> well, so the guards <laughs> basically this is the catastrophe here is how incompetent the guards were. <laughs> they didn't notice that two hundred and twenty knives went missing. Knives. Like, a load from of like, the, from the canteen? Just from like the gear they had. Okay. Knives are gone from the kitchen and stuff, I presume. Yeah, yeah. Um loads of electric cable there's loads of spades missing water hoses and electric drills I there's a lot of fucking power drills missing and, and the guards were like yeah like we know this but we we're planning on looking for them but we never got around to it it's a matter of urgency like the fucking power drill like you can take a door off a of 10 years with that <laughs> and they also didn't notice that all the prisoners had big gaping holes in all their cells oh which God. were covered by with, with posters <laughs> a la Shawshank Redemption <laughs> but like every must have been every second prisoner had this the same poster <laughs> probably nothing <laughs> the night before the escape one yeah. of the guards went into uh, his block he was on and he noticed that there was only 16 out of 36 prisoners in the block but he was like well that's normal because sometimes <laughs> they hide for roll call and they sneak off for a bit but it's okay because they always come back the next day <laughs> so he's like yeah nothing wrong here oh god that's good so they had so many opportunities to and they only found out about the breakup because the next morning one of the remaining prisoners told them what a breakout <laughs> by the way there was a breakout and they're what <laughs> And they run up to the walls and get the searchlights yeah. and turn them on, but they all just blind themselves because the prisoners have turned the searchlights around. <laughs> so they go, look, ah! <laughs> and of course, even at this stage, the prisoners that's, are long gone. That's <laughs> They're long gone. Like. <laughs> oh, that is so good. <laughs> yeah. That's like a... I, mean, I think like the, some of the head of prisons or whatever in Portugal was like, look, 
This is normal. It's only natural for prisoners to want to escape. <laughs> it shows we have good prisons. <laughs> the most chill prison ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all my catastrophes. Have you seen Escape at Dannemora? It's like a prison escape TV series that came out recently. Oh, yeah? Any use? It's good. It's got, uh, do you know Benicio Del Toro? Yes. Yeah. Wasn't he in Star Wars? Um, the last one as the shady maybe. gambler fella? I'm not sure. Maybe that was him. He might have been, He was in a uh, Sicario one and two. Yeah, yeah. And Paul Dano from Donny, not Donny Darko from. From Dano Darko. Dano Darko. <laughs> <laughs> Sopranos. No, he's uh, in Paul, Paul Dano. Yeah, but it's good. It's prison, prison okay. stuff. That's a uh, Netflix, is it? No, HBO. Ah, I'm not Watch really. that though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stream it. Uh, um, so you have some app ideas? Oh yeah, some app ideas. So what is yeah? You've been productive lately. So, yeah, what I do, my... Are you inspired? I let you in on the creative process. Okay, okay. I, I Google good app ideas 2019. <laughs> what? But they're <laughs> but not no, your ideas. No, but no, the, it gives you these massive lists that are written by, like, people in who you can tell it's, like, broken English, and it's, like, 110 app ideas, and they're all garbage. <laughs> but I get inspiration from them. But it, okay. no, none of my ideas... Just sets you off. Co- it just sort of gives me, like, oh, yeah, thinking of, like, things... That, it's basically the stuff that they try and solve with apps that I use as a jumping off point. Right, but so you're sort of like, you're like critically inspired. Yeah. You're like, you know what would, it's part of the would actually be good though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. part of the process. Okay, I get that. But uh, there's this one specific, this is quote for quote from one of the pages, and I, it was a bit ominous. <laughs> that being was, said, here's yeah. one of the exact apps I found on that list. <laughs> it was a, a social rating mobile application that lets you rate your friends anonymously for different qualities like smile, Anger, beauty, nature, and more. Your friends will be able to see their rating, but won't know it's from you. That's pretty. That's like that's first of all. Isn't that's that that Black, Black Mirror? Mirror absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like someone's actually because the rest of the ideas on that list were all like relatively like constructive, maybe wholesome. Like chat to your friends in a social network app, but this one was just like rate your friends' anger anonymously. <laughs> Do you know I can I can see a cool thing out it's working out. Right. Seems yeah. What if like instead of like their actual qualities, like to be like, what do you think they would be best at? And like just give them stats from like an RPG, like yeah, like strength totally, or intelligence. Totally different, yeah. And it starts off with two weeks, everyone just using the app rating their friends. Yeah. And then you get assigned stats that are based on like the surveys you've basically done. Yeah. And then it starts like this mad RPG game. Yeah, as long as it like a Pokemon Go or like an RPG. That would be cool, yeah. But then, like, that's good because it's, like, your character, your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas this is just, like, you. I'm going to rate you behind your back. Yeah, this is evil. My, uh, Imagine it's just I suggested the good version of it. It's this. just you and me who have the app, <laughs> and we're in a room, and it's like, oh, I just, <laughs> just rated me as really negative. Yeah, we're, like, testing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mom, it smells weird. <laughs> um, People so, yeah. believe that as well, because they don't know what you smell like. Yeah. There's no smell. I smell podcast. great. If I'm, you could... If, if sounds could smell... My nose is all stuffed up right now, so I can't actually smell, even though I wanted to. I'm wearing some, uh, I think, H&M body spray. Not H&M, Ooh. Marks and Spencer. Martin's beauty corner. Yeah. <laughs> Smelling, smells is part of beauty, isn't it? Smell, yeah, beauty... Uh, you got perfume in the beauty aisle. Rate me highly on smells. Alright. And beauty. What should I be rated highly on? Um, humour. Humour? kindness. Okay, so you're the pretty one. No, no, no. <laughs> and kindness that's such a cop out okay kindness um, is my least valued trait <laughs> uh, 
humor and I'll tell you I what, say, this I is say, why they do I it. I want to say intelligence. This is why they do it uh, anonymously on the app. Yeah. <laughs> you put me on the spot here. Yeah, okay. Hum- I didn't even really do a real one. Humor you. and moustache. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so here's my apps anyway. So wait, this first of all, this actually this is just a business idea, this first one. Oh, okay. It's just a place that you can go. Um, and they have... So because... They have a massive pantry of like all the ingredients you can imagine, all the spices, all the meats, all oh. the vegetables and stuff like that. Okay. And they're getting it in bulk, so they're getting discounts. So they pass on that discount to you, the customer, who comes to this place where they have a massive pantry. And what else do they have? They have a lot of kitchen utensils, stoves, you name it. They've got the kitchen thing to whiz it up. And you go there and you cook all the food. And it's like a restaurant, basically. Not a restaurant. You go there as a yuppie and live in the cooking. city. You do a bit of home cooking at this place, and they give you the Tupperware to put it all in and take home after. But you're using only the amounts of the spice and stuff. Because don't you just hate? I know you hate this when you go in and you have to buy a load of, of a a load really of loads, yeah. unique kind of spice that you're never gonna use. You can only buy a fucking load of it. Exactly. So it's this place you go and you can use discrete quantities of all this stuff that they yeah, have in the back. Yeah. So no room. waste. No waste. Cook it up there. Pack it up in your packed lunch boxes. Yeah. Your piece going in doing their meal prep. Basically, yeah. And like meal prep. really nice utensils and everyone's taking pictures with it. And they do all the cleaning after and stuff like that. That's a really it, good it's idea. It's so Instagrammable, isn't it? Oh, it's such a great idea. Yeah. Um, I'd invest in that. So, they pass, so you still pay for the ingredients you use, but they're cheap because they obviously buy them in bulk and you're using only what you need. Yeah. And then you pay, say, 10 euro for an hour. You probably, yeah, you probably pay to get in and like they're making their money. Yeah. You know. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, no, the numbers will sort themselves out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh... That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I'll pop instead of going for a coffee, like pop down and make myself cook a sandwich. Food. And yeah, side to side, just like do do. Yeah, wouldn't be good in like a, a a working like in a in a city business district. Oh, it'd be so good if you had like lo- massive space. Like I'm talking like a warehouse, especially somewhere that got like a lot of commuters coming from like the yeah. like an hour long commuter. They don't have time. They, they don't, don't have, have fucking time. Like, Go in, make make yourself a sandwich, cheap and cheerful. Yeah, because you, you buy. Go. You don't want to be buying lunch every day. What would we call it? Uh, home cooking. Home cooking. Like with an I N apostrophe. Yeah. With the uh, yeah on either side of the N. That's cute. Yeah, home and maybe it's sideways. Yeah. Like toys sideways. Toys yes. are us. <laughs> but it's really nice minimalist font. Yeah, yeah, and it's like yeah, we'll get someone to design it. Yeah, and we'll get Instagram models to be uh, influencers. Like, yeah, sponsored and stuff like that. Okay, so that one's cool. That's my. I'll invest. That's my only legitimate, sincere idea Don't of the evening. Because <laughs> <laughs> next up, we've got Omnibus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bus schedule app, but it only shows you times for the buses that have already arrived in the past. It allows you to see how long you would have been waiting if it were a different day in the past. <laughs> and this, this can help you pass the time when you're waiting for a bus. So you think to yourself, this time last year, could it also, would I have been could waiting? It, you think it could also do the actual time? No. It's only historic data that it bases itself on. What if you could average it, like take a month of the bus arriving? Yeah, stats give like you that. an average time of when it usually arrives. You can use, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or would you block that feature and only left it <laughs> no, yeah. like historic? It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> just specific days and times. Or is it just the immediate bus you just missed? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, one, that one, the one that you last missed. Oh, that be... arrived three minutes ago. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Just constantly reminding you. Oh, if it's like 40 minutes or something, you'd be like, ooh, <laughs> nice one. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I missed that one by a lot. <laughs> 
Um, next up, we've got I Bastard. <laughs> uh, if you're having a heated debate with your mate and you say something that pisses him off and you wonder, did I go too far? You post a summary of your situation onto I Bastard, finishing the question with finishing the post with the question, "Am I the bastard?" And people will vote for or against you on whether or not you are like being I bastard, bastard or no uh, bastard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to up vote down vote. Nice, and it's like I like A Y E. Yeah, so this is just a forum, basically. Just a forum, yeah, basically, but it's but anonymous. With an app package. An app package and a cool name. You, there's a Facebook page called Tesco Meal Deals. I love it. Or Meal Deals, where they, people my, post... Rate me- my meal deal. Yeah, yeah, people post meal deals. And I found the trend on that page is, regardless of the quality of the deal, they are resoundly uh, <laughs> taken apart. Oh, and destroyed. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you absolute peasant. <laughs> Do you think everyone will be calling you the bastard? You know, That's like, true, yeah. You fucking bastard. <laughs> it would just attract, especially if we branded it as I bastard, it would attract the kind of people who would... Want to have an app with a swear in its name? That's like it reminds me of I Claudius. What's that? I don't know. Something Claudius said, or it's like a play or something. <laughs> yeah, there was a so rip off of it called iKino. And iCarly. Oh yeah, yeah. I can I bastard. iPod. <laughs> oh man. Next up we got Squarespace. <laughs> you're gonna like this That's one. That's a good pun. This is a good one. Real time swearing data aggregation. <laughs> this app requires microphone access as a permission. But everyone who has it installed... Everyone's going to like that. Yeah, they'll get over it. Like, ten years' time, that'll be the norm. Um, but everyone who has this app installed, they'll have the mic open in the background, and it's coded only to pick up on swears and vulgarities. Um, so the app automatically aggregates this data and shows on a map... I love my showing on a map apps. Oh, yeah? But this app automatically aggregates all the data, shows on a map where most of the swearing is going on. <laughs> and you can helps, avoid those areas. helps the family man know which zones he can take his kids <laughs> that are swear-free. Oh, swear-free zones. Hyde Park is absolutely riddled with swearing, yeah. day. <laughs> and you'll, st- you'll see, man, once that app comes out and that data is available, it'll affect the housing market. Oh, yeah, yeah, swearing, yeah, that's like, right. This is well. a swear-free zone over here. Did you just, like, victory trust at that? Martin did, did like, a, like a, a hip trust, like, Austin Powers or something. I'm happy with my idea. <laughs> like, the punctuated sentence. <laughs> um, um, that's yeah, interesting. What do you think? Yeah, I think it probably would uh, drive down house prices, because anything could drive that down. Yeah. If you have another one for how much people spit. Ooh, I yeah. like that. Uh, and the mic can pick up noises. Yeah. <laughs> That's a spit. Um, what would you do with uh, Squarespace? Would you go towards the high That's swear the thing. High you can. That's the beauty of it. If you're on a night out and you're like, ah, oh, there's not enough swears going on here. Yeah. I want a bit of a swearier place. Go find some swears, mate. Do you think packs of swears? Spa- packs of swearers would band together and go around the city spreading swear. Just to try and make it worse? Yeah, just you, like take just, it over. They'd be in a really rich neighbourhood and go, fuck, 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 fuck. The yeah. house prices are going down. <laughs> oh, val- oh, wealth. Oh, the government's regretting backing the economy on Squarespace. <laughs> this is, I'm liking this, a swear economy. <laughs> no, we, have to, we haven't finished the Roblox economy yeah. manifesto yet. Too many economies. We're working on manifesto soon to come, guys. Yeah. Well, announce it so we definitely finish it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we'll tie it in. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to the second half of the last episode. Yeah, we go into detail about the... the uh, grovel economy. It's a beautiful one. Yeah. But anyway, another app I've got, iSnitch. Okay. See something, snap something. Take a pic of your local criminal doing his crimes <laughs> and send it off to a private militia. A private militia. So that's the thing. Because I foresee there being a bit of an uphill battle by getting sort of uh, 
affiliated with the state authorities and the Garda and the yeah. police and that. We're going to start it off with a private militia. Get the guys who kicked those ads out of the house. Get them to do it. <laughs> Get them to basically rough up these criminals and do vigilante justice because you're taking a picture. And this is a good business strategy because it forces the hands <laughs> of the Gardi to basically... They have to join up with us. Otherwise, they're letting vigilante justice go on. Well, that's a solid point, man. But I, I see a few problems with this app. Mm-hmm. Um, number one... Wouldn't it be like we'd have a database of who the militia people were and the guards would just seize our servers and arrest the militia people? Um, VPN. <laughs> that doesn't work if they Next know question. where our servers are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, to combat how that. about this? Uh, how do we verify requests? <laughs> that's the beauty of it. Think, that's, do you think criminals will use this to that's have other criminals taken out? The guard will have to step in. That's my end game. So you're like the Joker. No, they, I just <laughs> want an app with the Garda. <laughs> that's saying Garda. Am I saying okay. it right? Garda. Garda. Some people say Gardi, but Garda's fine. Okay. Like, I want Gardi an app with them. Sorry? Garda is plural. Is Garda one? Uh, what are they as an entity? I'm Gardi Shiakana. Okay. Guardians of peace, it means. Nice. That's um, a badass name. But I don't want to talk about it more for sake of getting it wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So, uh, mega plan is to get the, the coppers. Coppers the in on it. That's uh, that's the angle. So, that's your that's the finished product. Yeah. Is when you can snap a crime and send it to the guard. And, <laughs> and they'll solve it. With, with violence? No, they won't necessarily. They'll come to the scene. You so know? How minor. Like, if I littered and you snapshot me to the guards. Yeah. They'd send you a fine. Okay. So how would they know to give me a fine? Because they'd be like, this guy littered, legitimate photo taken. Yeah, but they wouldn't have my address. The, you'd be tagged. <laughs> this is built on top of the imaging database yeah. we compile of all citizens. These are all apps, by the way. I should have yeah caveated that. These are all for 10 years from now. Oh. Especially Omnibus. And these are based off the best app ideas in 2019. Yeah. They're ahead of their time and behind their time. Who's this genius who wrote that list? I don't know. It's such a... I don't know. Sanjeet? I do wonder, yeah. Who, yeah, <laughs> I do wonder who writes these kind of things. My last one... I can't even remember writing this. <laughs> Dictator Shap. Um, oh, yeah. No, I remember that. This one's good. Uh, it's an app that just tells you what to do with your day. For those of us who are either sick of making our own decisions, or for those of us who are aware that the universe is predetermined, and this app was just going to come along anyway and tell me what to do... <laughs> Uh, and the slogan is, it's not giving up, it's joining in. And basically, it's just slogan. every sort of, th- like, you wake up and it's like, go go uh, have breakfast in 30 minutes, but have a shower first. And you do it. And it's like, go out, uh, buy these ingredients and make this later. And you do it. What if you don't do it? Uh, there's a Electric shock? Yeah, you can you can have Bluetooth uh, electropads. I'd be interested. Who sets the rules, though? Um... I guess the me. I guess I did. Do you ever do you ever think about like there's sober Martin and there's drunk Martin? Because I was thinking about sober Kevin and drunk Kevin recently. Oh yeah. So I broke my dry January last week. Yeah. Um, you did. And while I was doing it, <coughs> I was laughing and saying I always win because then I was drunk Kevin <laughs> and I won. <laughs> and I and I like this idea because sober Kevin can go in and. Uh, set up drunk Kevin <laughs> with electric shock <laughs> yeah. so he wouldn't always win anymore exactly it's a, I shouldn't call it dictator shop it should be something like why shop 
dictatorship, dictatorship. It was. A, it's a <laughs> that stretch. That sounds close to like shit. Yeah, so that's why I need to change. But it's something to do with more like, it as you say, it's like it's like discipline. It's like self discipline app. Discipline. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> My room is clean. Okay. Oh, you know you should get to do it. That woman from that tide, the ma- magic of tidying. You know, that oh yeah, lady. what's her name? Um, tidying the wizard. Tidying wizard lady. The tidying wizard of Japan. I think is her nickname. Yeah. Uh, might be witch, or princess. Uh, but yeah, if she if she she could write the app and tell you what to do. Yeah. That'd be good. She's so cute. Or Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I kind of just want him to talk Different. to me. Like, you idiot, what are you doing? You sit down and make your dinner. <laughs> imagine Gordon Ramsay telling you to... Imagine they switched TV shows. Oh, he's telling you anything. Right, get the shirts. Get yes. these fucking, fucking fold, fold. shirts. Nice, tidy shirt. Yeah, right, press in. <laughs> what the fuck is, is this? this? <laughs> these socks are not even in the right he's, order. Well, that's basically, that's as close to that is the one where he goes into people's restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Because he yeah. doesn't start banging around the kitchen and yeah. <laughs> this is out of date. <laughs> that show always goes the exact same way. Yeah. And whenever he gets a chance, he makes the husband out to seem like an alcoholic, <laughs> and then like see- seemingly moves in on the wife. <laughs> He's always bigging her aside and having a talk about how her husband's bad. Yeah. Oh, it just really seems like he's banging the wife the whole time. <laughs> My favorite bit is definitely just when he gets the food out and it's like. He hates it. He no matter what it is, he'll hate it. Like, I've seen one where he likes it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Did you remember that one, Amy's Baking Company? <laughs> this, like, where she was kind of a bit... Is it one of the American ones? Tapped. Yeah. The American ones are always so much more ridiculous she was than but, the like, UK she, one. Yeah, she was good at, uh, like, she made really good baked goods and stuff like that. Huh? But she was just insane, and her husband, they were, like, aggressive, shouting at customers and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Great show, and yeah, <laughs> Japanese girl's cute. Uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, I went to Amsterdam with my boys. Oh, yeah, and like sat down and turned on the show, and it was Kitchen Nightmares, but it was about a bar. And it's okay. like some guy would go to bars, and I turned this on, sitting waiting for 10 minutes for one of the lads to get out of the shower or something before we went to town, and I just wanted to stay there watching that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I, I like it. <laughs> Can we just stay here and watch the show? Like, I've gone to another country. We're already <laughs> and I'm just I've got to the Airbnb. <laughs> I've just turned on this show. And like, Ooh, this looks this looks good. I mean, can always oh, go no. tomorrow. It's good in Amsterdam of all places. Yeah, I know there's so much to do. Crazy night long. And we're just like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I had a, uh, I came up with a list of mundane thoughts, which were basically just <laughs> Martin's mundane thoughts, random things that I couldn't put effort to, into. That I was thinking maybe Kevin will riff off of this. Okay. Um, well, don't use them all. So the first one. Give me a few. Save them if we need them. I'll save some. <laughs> first one we got is what if uh, instead of Wednesday it was Tuesday two, <laughs> or Tuesday pronounced like an American person. Um, I have a. I think I have a. Improvement on your suggestion. Yes. Trees yeah. Day. Trees Day. <laughs> For Thursday? No, 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 no. Instead of Wednesday, it's Trees Day. Tuesday, Trees Day. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That'll throw a spanner in the works. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday, chew. Like and in- chew. Yum, yum, yum. Instead of uh, Friday, it's uh, <laughs> Boil Day. <laughs> 
Yeah, I love it. Uh, <laughs> there no, was a... There was got a, more legs than I thought it was. There was a French guy in the French Revolution yeah. who... You know, everyone's getting mad. They oh, like, yeah. chopped off they a few heads. Off. They overthrown the king. Yeah. And they just thought they could do whatever they wanted. And yeah. there was one guy who was like, I'm going to rename all the months. <laughs> and like change the system and the month are all named after like the month of the plough or your, the week of the plough or whatever it was <laughs> where you just you supposed to spend your time tinkering about and worshipping the plough <laughs> that's weird his head was eventually cut off <laughs> <laughs> along with those foolish he ideas. didn't last long <laughs> yeah. so you be careful Martin, is all I'm saying <laughs> um, right mundane thought number two uh, what if birds had human voices what accent would a pigeon have Oh, you'd have like a scanger accent. Yeah. Alright, well, do you have any change for a hostel? Yeah. Uh, I just need to get the walls. That's what pigeons would sound like. Yeah, a bit of a Some birds pigeon. sort of do sound like humans. Like, like. Well, like a parrot can speak. That's true. It does sound like a bird. But that's I think, true. No, yeah, they can technically speak. What, what's They scream? know what they're saying. Isn't there some bird that can make like a. Oh, yeah, there's a bird that can imitate sounds in the rainforest. Oh, yeah? And it that's makes useful. the exact sound of camera shutters because it hears the cameras <laughs> going. Burr. So oh, the bird's yeah. like. It makes that exact sound. It's crazy. That's mad. Technology in the animal kingdom. Seagulls would also sound like scangers. Seagulls definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, those for sure. I thought robins, little robins, they would have like a typical Irish accent. Oh, how are you doing? I'm just playing around here. And then crows would have an Aussie accent. God, I... Yeah, right? God, I... (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um, I'm not sure about the rest of the birds. I think eagles... Swan? They'd be like, no! Yeah, swans no. posh, posh English. Maybe place. there's a Pixar movie here. Yeah! Birds. Because they did it with dogs, didn't they? There's some do- Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs wasn't Pixar. That was a Wes Anderson film. Was it animated? Yeah. But you might be thinking of The Secret Life of Pets. I think I might be thinking of that, yeah. Which wasn't Pixar. It was one of those knockoff studios. Yeah. Knockoff Pixar. Yeah. Um, bit, well, no, Pixar are quality control. Uh, Pixar, yeah. They're okay. They're making Toy Story 4. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah? Yeah. Did I, you see inc- I, saw I can. <laughs> I can. I could really? wait for that. Yeah, I didn't see the third one. What? There's nothing, there's nothing to add to the Toy Story. Man, so. no, watch the third one. It is. I think it's the best. I know, everyone goes on with it. See, oh, you, I, mean, I bet you watched it when the hype was real. Uh, when it came out, I guess. Yeah. yeah. See, I think after the hype dies down, you go back and watch these films. No, it's still the best. Like, I watched The Blind Side recently. Remember that? That was an alright movie. It, got not, it was terrible. <laughs> it was a really <laughs> stupid movie. It was clear Oscar bait. Yeah. They say he, he he's like oh yeah he can't read but he he rank, ranks in the ninety second ninety eight percentile in um what was it in protective emotion <laughs> <laughs> that is not a thing was that because it was based and on they a presented as a true story but they make up this bullshit thing. <laughs> he's got protective instinct like they have yeah. a test for protective instinct what was the whole thing in that movie didn't he almost kill someone or no someone almost killed him he's homeless they put in a bit where he no, goes and when, fights a gang no there's some tackle that he makes. And it doesn't. Oh, it, does he? I can't even remember now. No, I don't think. No, I, mean, I don't maybe think so. I'm misthinking of that. He crashes the car with the kid in it at one point. Well, I don't think. I don't anyway, think it's about the nice white family who you take in, in the, the black football player. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mundane thought three. This one's pretty weak. Do you think Jeff Bezos uses Amazon? Bezos. 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 <laughs> um, I think he might have people who use Amazon for him. Yeah, that's true. Like he probably has a guy. He doesn't purchase anything. I <laughs> think he has a special account where he gets everything for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he's ever Now entering Bezos mode. <laughs> yes, I'm in. <laughs> he just keeps ordering Amazon Echoes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd say he has his house stacked with them. You think? 
Nah, maybe not actually. Just because he knows, yeah. <laughs> It'll be very telling if he does or doesn't. Yeah. Um, like when Mark Zuckerberg covered up his webcam. Oh, that freaked everyone out. Yeah. Maybe it was a clever ploy to sink the webcam industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. I say put a stopper back in the rest of them mundane thoughts to keep them fresh. Yeah, well, I went through all three of them. Oh, did you? I told you to say that. Well, no, they're a dime a dozen, man. I'll come up with plenty. We're over time. Oh, that was some boneless mundane call. How, much, how much did I give, give, did I give him with the... Uh, I gave him the free five, maybe. Free ten. <laughs> That's a little bonus. Cause Everyone's on the house. We all love you, don't we? We do. <laughs> okay, kisses. Good night. See you next time. <laughs>